Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is this Katy Perry, right? No. Wait a minute. This ain't Katy Perry? No. What? Listen, listen, Wait a minute, listen. Taylor Swift. Yeah, you got oh. it. There no, it is. No, he's an idiot. You know what? This is not making me look good. You know who's joining the show right now, Hugh? I I, I get the names mixed up, man. This is I, disrespectful I by you. No, I, no, my bad, Ross. I get the names mixed up, man. I that I meant Taylor Swift. You I get, knew who it was. No, Ross. I'm telling you, I don't you, I get, believe that. For I, I get a names. Second. I get names mixed Ross, up all the time. Ross, this is a bit. This is like a professional wrestling. No, it is a bit. I'm you trying to tell you, I, for, I I got the names mixed up, man. I do it all the time. Ross, worse than that is once he tried to convince me they looked alike, and I was like, Ross, wow, Joe, you do it like that. You telling? You said that to, to Ross? Want, absurd. I just want to know if Ross thinks it's even close. <laughs> Yeah, except for the one has dark hair, the other one has light hair, the the one has huge blue eyes, the other one, I mean... Dang, that's not what I thought Hugh, you were about to you're say. back in Philly now, people. <laughs> Hugh, you're back in Philly now. People can tell when you're lying, bro. No, like, I'm know. not lying. <laughs> when you say huge blue eyes, that is not what I thought you were about to say. Well, she does have huge blue eyes. She does. And that's a major difference there. Ross Tucker joining us, CBS analyst. Check out his, the Ross Report, talking to Eagles on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL every mar- morning. All right, Ross, let's start here. How do the Eagles keep doing this, Ross? I, I don't know if I've ever seen a team four straight weeks down and, and being outgained by you know, roughly 100 yards per game win this way. How are they continuing to pull this off? Yeah, honestly, like you don't talk about this kind of stuff that much at the NFL level. It's almost like more of a high school thing or a college thing. Joe, I think on some level it's the culture. Uh, you know, and I don't know how much a credit there to give Sirianni or Jalen as their quarterback and the way he goes about his business <clears> or <throat> even just the group of guys, Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. You know, but when they get in these late-game situations, it's like they expect and know to w- that they're going to win. And you cannot say the same thing about the Buffalo Bills. And, by the way, I've been on – 
both sides of this, right? I was on some bad teams where, like, late in the game, you're like, man, I hope we can get this done. And I was also in New England where it's like, well, we got Tom Brady. We're definitely going to win. And I think that that makes a difference. And I think, Joe, maybe the biggest thing is probably Jalen Hurts. You heard Brandon Graham. I don't know if you guys saw the video clip that's going viral now. These Eagles are now to the point with Jalen Hurts where they just, in their mind, they know they're going to win because they have Jalen. Yeah, when you look at when you look at uh, the way that he played this weekend, what was one of the one things that stuck out to you in the second half? Not so much the first half, but in the second half and his ability to make them some things happen. Well, how often does this happen now? By the way, where I'm, you know, I'm taking notes during the game before I talk to you guys and the pregame show and all that stuff, and I'm like, he's not stepping up in the pocket, he's not getting rid of the ball on time, he's escaping to his right too early, and then. The rest of the game happens, and I just have to delete all, all the stuff from the first half because in the second half, uh, it seemed like, and I'll give the offensive coordinator some credit too, Brian Johnson. It just felt like he was seeing things better. They were giving him some some more open receivers early in the down. You know, mm-hmm. in the first half, guys, he had he would have like two and a half, three seconds and not have anybody open, or at least he didn't see anybody open, and he'd run around. Second half, it just felt like, and maybe part of it was because they got the run game going a little bit. But second half, it just felt like he was able to get rid of the ball in rhythm a little bit more. Although he did still make some, you know, off-schedule plays. The one to Zacchaeus obviously being the, the one that's just incredible. Ross Tucker joining us here. Ross, let's look ahead. It's a big week. The trash talk has begun. Debo said, yeah, James Bradbury's still trash. He doesn't regret it. Um, a lot to do with this game. But let's just start with the one we've been discussing today. Ross, the Eagles are underdogs at home, and now it's up to three over on FanDuel. It would be the first time, and I'm imagining unless there's a major injury, it's going to close with the Niners as a favorite. First time in about two decades, a team, and, and no court, you take the quarterback injuries out or if a guy sat week 17 or 18, like this first time this late in the season, a team with this good of a winning percentage is a home underdog. What do you make of it? And, and the discussion we've had today, is it disrespectful to the Eagles that they're underdogs in this game? Well, so... I'm fine with them being underdogs. I understand why. I mean, you guys know on Tuesdays I record the Even Money Betting Podcast. And, you know, my co-host, which I'll post on social later, he thinks the Niners are going to kill the Eagles. This is like an all-time bad spot for the Eagles and great spot for the 49ers in the sense that the Niners have had 10 days to prepare, 10 days to rest, The Eagles are coming off, and the Niners have just blown out their last two opponents. The Eagles have come off a short week, and then they had to play the Bills in overtime. Look at the snap counts for Reddick and Sweat and Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Those guys played a lot of snaps. You know, we don't know the status of Fletcher Cox or Lane Johnson. Zach Cunningham, I think, is clearly their best linebacker and I thought there was a decent drop-off when Ellis came in that's concerning the Niners have all the motivation the revenge all of that stuff and if ever there was a time for the Eagles to run out of a little bit of gas like I understand Joe I don't think it's disrespectful I guess I'm a little bit surprised since it's an Eagles home game that it's up to three Because the Eagles crowd makes a difference. So are they telling us that on a neutral field right now, 
the Niners are, are five and a half to six point favorites. That's the part of it that surprises me a little bit. Well, and then you go to the flip side, right? If the game's at San Francisco, we're talking about eight. I mean, just we do the math on it. Like the Niners would be eight points better. That is, uh, it's pretty eye-opening when you think about it that way. Ross, let's talk about the matchup itself. We have the two, two of the best offensively. They're both averaging 28.2 points a game. The Niners' defense has been way better. What, what kind of game do you think we're getting on Sunday here? We, you know, we were kind of robbed of whatever game it was going to be last January because the quarterbacks all got hurt for San Francisco. What kind of game do you expect? More of a defensive game or the points are going to be on the board Sunday? Well, so first of all, um, I don't expect the Niners to have their tight ends try to block Hassan Reddick a whole lot in this game like they did in the NFC Championship game, or the same thing will happen. Hassan Reddick will hurt Purdy again. Um, I actually think it'll be something like 27-24, so I guess a decent amount of points. You know, not quite as many as the Bills game, but, you know, I think that – I think – I have a feeling – that A.J. Brown's going to have a day because they need him to have a day and he's overdue for a day. And I still think the secondary is the weak point for the Niners. Um, You know, their corners are just okay. And they lost Hufunga, the safety, to a torn ACL. So I think the Eagles will be able to put some points up. I'm a little bit worried about the Eagles defensively, especially if Cox and, and Cunningham can't go. I will say this, though. In terms of, you know, the, the Niners having all this motivation and the revenge and all that stuff, I just, to me, I, I'm so surprised that a guy like Debo Samuel would come out and call a guy like James Bradbury trash. Like, that really bothers me. Bradbury, by the way, is on his second gigantic contract. He's been a really good pro for a long time. But even taking a step further, like, if you think that the Eagles might be poised for a little bit of a letdown, you know, they've had a couple big games in a row and overtime, why you would give them any extra motivation, why, why you would allow this, the Eagles to take this personally, that you're personally offending and disrespecting one of their veteran teammates, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. And honestly, if the Eagles win, I'll point to Debo Samuel's big mouth for being a, a, a big part of that. Oh yeah, you had to probably go back further than that, that, that Ross, because they've been they've been chirping for a long time. Both of these teams. Yeah, but Hugh, calling a guy that's trash. been as good as Bradbury <laughs> yeah, that trash. That's strong. Like you know who's really trash? If you call Bradbury trash, you're trash. That's what I think. That's pretty strong. Well, it is rare. I mean, Ross, we have trash talk, and we you know something once in a while it gets picked up here. But I, that might be the strongest within a week, you know, where the teams are actually going to play each other, not in an off-season podcast or some silly something, you know, in, in March. I don't know if I've ever heard a player call another player trash right before they play publicly. That, that's Well, different. he didn't say it again. He just said he that he, take st- it back. he stood he on it. He said yeah. he's, he's not taking it back, right. which, you know, he's kind of painted into a corner at that point. And I just don't understand, like, Bradbury was pretty awesome last year. And, you know, maybe he's not lightning fast like Debo and he gets by more with his brain and his size but we saw him have the big interception I mean the Eagles don't win that game on Sunday without Bradbury getting that pick against Josh Allen that was one of the key plays in the game so anyway my point is if there was any chance that the Eagles might run out of a little bit of gas for this one for the reasons that we mentioned to to, to add fuel to the fire for these guys 
where they can just say how disrespected they are. I just, I just don't get it. It is wild. Uh, Ross, let's end with this. Jalen Hurts is the favorite right now across the board for the NFL MVP. Uh, it is interesting, though, because statistically, he's not having the kind of season we've seen recent MVPs have. You know, Rodgers, 40 touchdowns, four interceptions. But he's on the best team that is poised to be the number one seed. Ross, when you think about MVP, is it just the top quarterback on the number one seed? Because then Hurts is going to probably win this thing without question. Because there's other quarterbacks with better numbers. I mean, including Purdy, who's coming in here. Dak Prescott's lighting up numbers-wise. When you think MVP, how, how do you define it? Yep, uh, it's a good question. And I think, by the way, both those guys, Purdy and Prescott, should be in the mix. Which is why I think these next two games are critical for the MVP voting. Right? Like, if, if the Eagles win these next two games, h- how do you vote for Purdy or Dak Prescott? You can't. How do you, how do you not vote for Jalen Hurts? True. And I, and I think that that really matters. I think that – so it's interesting because the same kind of argument is going on right now, Joe, in college football because LSU lost three games, but the Jaden Daniels kid has been unbelievable, and he should win the Heisman because he's been the best player. I think the difference is there isn't a guy in the NFL this year that's been like lights out that he deserves to win it any more so than Jalen does. You know, like, I think Lamar Jackson has an argument, and Mahomes and, and the other guys you mentioned, Purdy, as well as Dak, but none of them are, like, so lights out, crazy, you know, Drew Brees numbers or whatever that they deserve it more than what Hurts has done for this team this year. Yeah, it Hurts is the favorite. He should be. I, I think you're right. Next two weeks could determine this thing for Jalen Hurts. Ross, we always appreciate it. Have a great week. Enjoy the game Sunday, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.